Hi, everyone. I'm Donna DeCarolis, Dean of Drexel University's Charles D. Close School of Entrepreneurship. And thank you for tuning in and welcome to Starters Review, our program that explores the stories of starters, these entrepreneurs who start something over and over again, and they tell us about their unique experiences. Today, I'm here with Nicole Marquis, restaurateur and founder of Hip City Veg, a fast casual food chain that is 100% plant-based. Her story is truly one of passion, of her desire to bring vegan living and lifestyle to the mainstream, which actually coincides with her uh, desire to advance uh, the protection of the environment and also animal rights. Her story is so inspirational. She is just the epitome of a starter. She keeps starting over and over again with multiple locations of Hip City Veg here in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., and also other themed restaurants such as Bar Bon Bon and Charlie Was a Sinner. So, Nicole, welcome to Starters Review. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Oh, our pleasure. So, Nicole, as, as I learned about you, what I think is just quite amazing about this business is that the restaurant business is very competitive, particularly here in Philadelphia. And so within a very short period of time, you have started uh, so many restaurants. So share with us, what is your secret for success? What keeps you doing this? How do you keep these very unique restaurants thriving? It's a great question. You know, I always say that being an entrepreneur is a state of mind. And every day when growing a business, you're faced with challenges, problems that you have to solve. And so being grateful for what you are doing and being positive, having a positive attitude for me is a recipe for success. Because when faced with adversity and the everyday challenges of starting again and again, like you right. mentioned, right. Uh, it really comes to, for me, having a positive mental state. And that can-do attitude really changes worlds. Exactly. I love that you say it's a habit of mind. Yeah. Being a starter is a habit of mind. And so you say that you're grateful in this positive attitude. And we'll talk about this a little later, but I think this whole the whole vegan lifestyle and living a healthy lifestyle sort of enhances and motivates that positive attitude, right? So it's actually... Totally. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, I think when you are living a healthy lifestyle and all parts, healthy lifestyle for me is not just physical and the absence of disease, but it's also emotional and ethical and in many ways. And so when you live a healthy lifestyle and it's all the parts match, you feel good and you have more energy. And that is definitely good for business. Because <laughs> Because <laughs> in business, right. you have to have the energy and you need to feel good right. because if you're leading something, and I might be going on a tangent here, but when you're leading, you are, no one else is going to have, have that state of mind and have that long-term vision. Absolutely. And it trickles down. Right. And that was my next question because you as the leader, you know, as the starter, 
you need to set the tone and the culture for this business, right? So if you're not positive and energetic, then that will certainly trickle down to all the employees. Oh yeah, and I've seen it happen firsthand in the restaurants um, or in the office. You know, if I come in and and I have a sort of defeated negative attitude, the amazing staff that I work with, all of a sudden they're seeing things kind of that the same way. And so it's an incredible amount of responsibility that I'm just realizing more now, four years into it, Mm -hmm. that I really do have a responsibility to keep my eye on the big picture and remain in a positive state of mind. So when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you said something that really piqued my interest because I asked you, how do you, and again, it's a short period of time, you're opening restaurants, different themes, different locations. And I I said to you, how do you sort of manage all of this? How do you do this day to day? And you said to me something that I thought was extremely profound. And you just said it here. You said, I keep my eye on the big picture. Yes. Yes. I And I have to remind myself of that. But that is really what I do. I wake up in the morning and I remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so that's why I think social entrepreneurism is so important because when you're working towards a greater good, there is an incredible energy behind you because it's not just, although entrepreneurism, whether it just it's because you want to create a small business for yourself and you're really interested in one specific thing or if you have a bigger picture in mind. Um, either way, it's good, but there's something about working towards a greater good that drives you. That keeps you going. Keeps you going through the inevitable challenges and defeats and, and failures that you're going to come across every day. Right. You know. And so I do have to say this, you said something, you talk about social entrepreneurship and that's something that is is on everyone's mind today is how do we do well for ourselves by doing good for the rest of the world. And you had said to me that you, one of the things that drives you is you think about how can I change the world? Now that's such a, a significant statement. And so is there anything in your upbringing, your background that has primed you to think that way? Because not everybody thinks that way, getting up and thinking, how do I change the world? Particularly when you're running four, five, six restaurants, it's not the first thing that would be on your mind, right? Right. First thing on on your mind would be, is the electric working? Is the, you know, did everyone show up for work? (laughs) No, it's a great question. You know, I was always encouraged by my parents to be interested in something and to find a passion, to self-actualize, if you will, to, okay. and, and to be really good at anything that I, I wanted to do, you know, to really try hard. My parents aren't risk takers, you know, so that right. came, I think my idea of the world and how I approached the world really helped me with taking risks, but they definitely encouraged me always to be very interested in the world that I live in and find something that was important to me. Right. Well, you yeah. certainly have. Thank you. You certainly have. So you were telling me that your dad had some health issues. 
and you were determined to try and help him with these with these issues. So could you tell us that story and how that fits in with the whole Hip City Veg vision and passion? Yeah, absolutely. My father, he was in his 50s. I, I just moved home from grad school and I was really influenced by so many books I'd been reading about nutrition and I became vegan. And so I moved back home with my parents. My dad's in his 50s, overweight, taking all sorts of medication. And I had been away at school for a while and I'm like, wow, what's happening? Right. You know, he's taking medication for blood pressure, for diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Right. And he sort of all around felt sluggish. And I gave him these books. I said, just try it for three weeks. Let me make you a green smoothie. Actually, this very smoothie the that we're the Groothy, yes. Yes. By Get Real Get Raw, which is an awesome nonprofit I can tell you a little bit about. But sure. So I made him this smoothie. I was working with Get Real Get Raw, the nonprofit, at the time, and bought him a blender. He drank it and he was hooked. Read a couple of books. Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman, uh, Mad Cowboy by Howard Lyman, and a few others. And in a couple months, two months of adopting a plant-based diet, he lost 25 pounds. Wow. He got off his blood pressure medication and completely put his type 2 diabetes into remission. I, I have to ask, what did the doctor say about this? The do exactly. <laughs> the doctor said, well... Just keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because, I mean, medicine plays a great role in many illnesses. I mean, when you can take medication and cure something, amazing. But it's it's pretty astonishing how little nutrition education is given to medical professionals. So, you know, it was never suggested to my father, who, by the way, is a nurse practitioner, the smartest oh, guy I know in the medical industry. And the link between nutrition and there's a disconnect the, between nutrition, like you were just going to say, between nutrition and uh, medicine. So it was really kind of a miracle. You know, everything I'd been reading was I manifested. Yes. And that just put my my passion into overdrive. Right. So you mentioned the, the Groothy, which I love. They're absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And so I want to talk a little bit about your educational background, okay. which is not restaurant or hospitality management, right? Because I come from university. It's communications and theater. That's right. Right. So tell me about that transition. And, and in particular, I'm really interested, because this will be interesting for our students and for young people, what are the things that you learned in communications and theater that may have helped with your founding and, and growing uh, the restaurant business, right? I love that question because I use so much from my communications and theater background and apply it to restaurants. In many ways, operating a restaurant is like directing a show, like a Broadway oh, show. What a great metaphor. Day. Yeah, you know, you have the lights, the sound, the actors, the audience, front of house, back of house, on stage, off stage. So it, you know, we all have our scripts. It's a production. It really is a production. And I enjoy, the, there's a thrill in managing many parts. Yes. And yes. seeing something 
build and you know uh, be realized I love that so and also there's I don't really mention all the time but studying theater and studying classical ballet I did for about 12 years there's an incredible amount of etiquette and professionalism that is taught in those areas of interest so you know arriving on time not chewing gum in front of the the ballet teacher, you know, um, <laughs> learning discipline, um, which I rejected and rebelled against of course, my right. entire childhood. Right. Um, but that I somehow I brought it with me. And there is a level of discipline that I believe you need to start a business and to, and to run the business. And right. So it's like being an athlete. A musician. Oh, yeah. There are certain rules of composition that must be followed. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so great. I love that point because it's sometimes I feel like I'm an athlete training. You know, yes. athletes, right. they have to eat certain things. They have to have a certain state of mind, wake up at a certain time, train a certain amount of hours in the day. So I love that. I yeah. put that uh, and, how, and how cool is this? Because what you're doing in terms of being so positive and being training has a lot to do with um, Hip City Veg and your other restaurants and healthy living, right? It's the it's the whole package, as you say. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to ask a question that I ask all of my starters that I interview. Can you share with us a professional devastating moment when you thought, oh my goodness, this is really, really bad, and then how how you overcame that? I don't know if I faced something devastating yet knock on wood right but it happens i know that i what i've faced um really disappointing moments okay um whether any you know missed opportunities or losing my cool you uh -oh. know or okay not knowing how to manage people. You know, there's some disappointing moments that I had to sort of learn on the fly and overcome. So I'm grateful that yet there's nothing devastating. I say yet because this is a risky business. I mean, business is risky. Right. <laughs> but again, you know, I'm just continuing to focus on the big picture and the goal. Right. Right. And learn and try not to make the same mistakes again and again. So I think it's interesting because maybe some of the things that you talked about, some people would think is devastating. But your positive attitude and energy sort of <laughs> minimized them to disappointing. And oh, that's yeah. and that's probably maybe what helped you to to get through, right? Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's, yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's right. Thank you for that. Um, final question. What advice would you give to the so many people out there, no matter what their age, who want to take this risk and start something? Because clearly you started something, taking vegan mainstream when it's not really that popular and look at the success you've had. So, you know, a 10 second piece of advice, what, what advice would you give people that have this passion that you have that want to start something? You know, the advice I would give someone wanting to start a business would be to plan. Plan? I, yeah. I am a huge advocate for writing a business plan. A lot of entrepreneurs do it off the cuff and 
and that's amazing. And they have an idea and their drive and they just go with it. Right, right. I think it's important to, when you write something down, you take it out of your mind and you put it on paper, it becomes real. And then you realize, I don't want to call my restaurant the veggie queen. Right. <laughs> I just thought I first was going to call it. Can you, you know, I'm so glad that I wrote it down on a right. piece of paper. Right. And right. it was like, that doesn't work for me. It becomes real. It becomes real. And then, oh, I need to have, you know, the moment I realized I need a hundred thousand forks in the restaurant to get through the next two months. Well, it seems so minute, but okay, so I need this much money. It becomes the reality of a viable business. Jumps happens. out at you when exactly. you see it in black and white. Yeah, so, and there are great ideas. I hear great ideas all the time. And I think, I think of ideas, but the reason why they don't come to fruition is because there's so much work in between having the idea and realizing it. So you need the discipline to do that, which I think harkens back to your background and your training in the theater. Right. Full circle. Full circle. It's full circle. Nicole, thank you. And we're going to end with a toast with our groovies. Salute. Here's to healthy living. Salute. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you.